Hi, I'm Ken Napsok, host of Watching Thrones. To watch this episode live and get to call in and chat with us about Game of Thrones, sign up today for a free trial membership at ScreenJunkies.com. Hello, Screen Junkies, and welcome back to Watching Thrones, Episode 2. We're going to break down home the episode of Game of Thrones that we all saw last night and gasped and sh were shocked and were happy and fist-pumped and all those wonderful things because so much happened. So we're going to dive right in. I'm Ken Knapp, so I'm joined as always by... Michelle Boyd. How's it going? Jon Snow lives. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right? Kind yeah. of like a, a Han Solo death scene flashback yeah. for me, but uh, we'll talk two, about... In episode two, I called it, by yeah. the way. Oh, yeah. you did. You did. Uh, joining us, as always, <laughs> is our good friend Spencer Gilbert, host of Does It Hold Up, writer of Honest Trailers, and uh, how you so doing? So good to be back, man. Yeah. I was just about... Not done with the show, but I was worried. And man, they pulled me back in. Man, because you in? Yeah. I like to hear that. Big time. Except for the magic. Well, magic, I'm, uh, I'm anti-magic, you know that. <laughs> Definitely Full magic. magic. And guys, joining our little crew in our quest for the crown today is the one and only Trisha Hirschberger. Hi, with yes. a great dress and wonderful dragon oh. scale nails, I hear. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. yes. I got these done um, I, I, about a week before uh, episode one, so they're never too they're, early. they're yeah. a little old now. But yeah, I got my dragon scales with a little dragon side eye <laughs> flashing over here. A lot of just toes. Oh yeah, it's gonna look like Spider Man probably. Oh, there you go. Okay. Right? Like there. There See, you go. it's a dragon eye. Those, those are totally dragon eyes. Those it's fine. Definitely not nails. Spider Man. Absolutely. <laughs> Spencer. Although Civil War, yay. You and I have to step up our game, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, won't talk about what's shaved into my pubes right now. <laughs> wow! Oh, Welcome to show. Season one, Dario. Yeah. Season one, Dario. <laughs> hey, guys. Uh, as always, you can communicate with us uh, as you, if you're watching live on Twitter using the hashtag WatchingThrones. You are also going to be able to Skype in and join our conversation live on air using the Skype uh, SJ Plus Live. Uh, you'll be able to later on compete in trivia that I assure you you will be easier than last time. We will start easy. We swear. Last week was awesome. You were watching. Awesome. Did you get any of the questions, Trisha, from your home last week? I, no. Like, you were like, this one's going to be so easy. And then you dropped it, and I was like, what? But now we'll never forget, you know, Hubert Seaworth, the 17th son of Davos. Mathos. Mathos. Mathos until the end of time. Trisha, uh, up to speed on you. I know you're a bookie. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I read the books. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and you, uh, you you that's one of the reasons you're here. So quickly, uh, how do you this season going in? Books don't mean much. Books don't mean nothing. How, how did you mentally approach this season? Um, I'm really excited. I'm just so excited to see what happens to all these characters that we love. You know, I, I of course have my theories. Yeah. I um, I'm a big fan of the R plus L equals J theory, as well as the uh, as well as Tyrion's parentage oh, theory. I believe that there are secret Targaryens everywhere. Um, <laughs> and, and and you know, I'm excited to see that come to fruition. I don't know if that's all going. Going to happen, and then I'm excited beyond that to see what the next book holds, and if that will be completely different than what we've seen in the show or right. not. And yeah, it's it's very exciting times to be a Game of Thrones Game fan. of Thrones fan. Yes. So guys, top story, he's back, or how Melisandre got her groove back. <laughs> nope. Did uh, she though? 
<laughs> That's the debate. Uh, let's not bury the lead. This is what everyone's talking about. What everyone predicted would happen sooner than later. Sure. Right? I'll give, yeah. give you no, both. You, got, you nailed it. You nailed I, I it. will so say, too. as soon as I said episode two, I'm like, why did I say that? It's going to be three. <laughs> oh, man. There's no way it's happening in two. And no, then she then she came back, did her mm-hmm. little Reiki lay on hands healing. And uh, apparently, For a while, right it, was, it was one of the best ASMR videos I've seen with the haircutting <laughs> and all the whispering. It was great. <laughs> oh, that's that thing that people drink off yeah, to. Yeah. Yeah. No, not for no, me. No, 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 it's you to sleep. It's relaxing, it's Spencer. I've only done that once. Oh, <laughs> sir, sir. Guys, Jon Snow is back. He's alive. What if he just took one breath and then choked? Because <laughs> no one's in the room. So the big questions. Let's dive into this, guys. Big questions. Mm-hmm. Jon Snow affected. We don't know. Melisandre could still, she could be dying in the other room. We don't know at what cost Mm -hmm. this came. Take us through, Michelle, you first about this scene and walk us through what you felt. Uh, personally, I was just, I was a little underwhelmed. I'll be, I'll be totally honest. Yeah. And to me, That's I was fair. like, okay, uh, sure, she says some high Valyrian words, we think. But really, it was getting his hair cut that brought him back. He's like, what the hell is going on back there? No, you don't touch the hair. Don't touch Jon Snow's hair. So I, I think that was the real reason. I think uh, Thoros think and Mir just needed to give Beric Dondarrion a haircut, and it would have been fine. And would have been good. <laughs> I, I, and I understand where you're coming from. I enjoyed the scene, but you could kind of see it coming once it's started mm-hmm. even down when they they showed the gray uh, ghost uh, the wolf down there I, I was thinking well maybe John comes back as a wolf but I don't think so I think the wolf's gonna wolf's mm-hmm. gonna wake up me like hey daddy's home um, so the scene wasn't surprising but it didn't necessarily need to be surprising right Spencer well I thought I was faked out um, okay. by the time when everyone left the room I was like haha that's an awesome <laughs> undercutting of all the magic that I'm against uh, that, <laughs> that none of this worked and they're all just gonna leave the room and maybe it'll come back a few episodes later <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah they had me and then when he came back I went, okay oh, so it, it was a shocking moment for me. That's great. That's fair to know. That's fair to know that for, for a lot of people out there that, uh, yeah, with Game of Thrones, it's a, it's a testament to the track record of the show, Trisha, that, that like, anything at any point could happen or not happen. Like, this, he could have just been dead. Yeah, uh, but I didn't think it was going to work because, like you said, it was such a low-key resurrection. It was, it like, was very soothing, yeah. you know, say a few words, clip yeah. your hair, you know, take a nice sponge bath. Like, if that works on the dead, then... Uh, That's what I'm saying. Like, I, he burned a daughter alive in order right. to get a little bit of a warm summer breeze. Like, bringing someone <laughs> back from the dead, all you need is a but, pair of clippers? But Thoros just okay. prays and begs. That's what I was okay. going to say. So when, when you hear Thoros tell about how he brought back Dendarrion, he's like, I didn't even believe if it would work. I didn't know right. if it would work. I just said the old words because they're the only words I knew. And because yeah. he was my friend and I wanted him to come back. And I felt like this scene was a very nice mirror of that because hmm. she's, Melisandre's at a place where she doesn't know if she can do it. She's questioning her faith. Everything that she's seen in the fires has been wrong. So mm-hmm. she's probably not thinking, oh, yeah, I've got all this power. Here we go. I got this. You know, she's in it going, it's all I, it's all I know to do, and you've asked me to do this, and well, maybe. And yeah, I don't know if it's a testament to her acting or just my knowledge now, but she's acting like a grandma now. Oh yeah, like she she's looks acting, great now. She looks cold for the first time. She's yeah, like all the bundled furs, up by the fire. Her and she's kind of like rocking, like oh come right. in, child. Um, yeah. yeah, she really is playing a four hundred. I thought that was woman. fantastic. What, what did do you want... think about Davos actually going yeah. in to get Melisandre? Like all of a sudden he was Team Red Woman. Yeah, that was a real weird choice odd. to me. That was a very odd choice. He's never been a man of faith. He's right. always kind of been anti. Melisandre. Mm-hmm. So why would he at this point be like, 
I got an idea. Why don't you bring him back from the dead? That well, felt a little super, out of left He's field. super pragmatic. So he's like, well, let's just throw this at the wall, see what sticks. I kind of agree with Spencer on that note. I, I'm a big Davos fan, as yeah. you've already learned. I yeah, like the, Davos bit, the bitter old guys are, are my guys. <laughs> um, but I think, yeah, as much as he hated Melisandre, it's like, hey, it's kind of a, you can't beat him, join him. And yeah. he obviously believed in Jon Snow enough. There's something there about Davos and Jon Snow and what he saw in him that, that it was worth a shot. You do have to wonder why he didn't ask her to resurrect anyone else uh, in their many years together, like my my son, uh, uh, Humperdinck, or whatever. Uh, all these people. Or that have Stannis. Died. Let's go get Stannis's body. Yeah, let's go cart Stannis back. Maybe uh, it was a little strange because I didn't buy that mm -hmm. he had such a connection with Jon Snow, Snow that he would exactly. do anything to bring this guy back to life. I felt the same. Fair point, but again, I think it's it's maybe him seeing what's to come, but I, I understand. It was a weird it was little a weird moment. choice. Why is Jon Snow the last great white hope for, for Davos? Like, when did that happen? Because he wasn't, he wasn't totally on board with Jon Snow in the previous seasons that sure. we saw him. Yeah, sure. You know, he wanted Jon to accept Stannis' bargain and go become a Stark somewhere. Right. Yeah. That's a good point. I well, feel now like a can. more pragmatic approach would have been, let's take a look at, you know, at the rest of the people up here on the wall and see maybe a Dolores Ed, maybe, like, right. who could be the new one that the wildlings would side with, and that would have been the practical approach, but instead he went magic, yeah. which, you know, <laughs> Melisandre could have just decided on her own. To and how do you feel? That's what I thought a, was yeah. going to happen. As a Night, Night's Watchman that you're going to lose to a dead guy in the voting for the next <laughs> Night's <laughs> Watch. I do believe yeah. we have our first call oh. of the day, our first catch of the day, Yay. calling us, uh, Skyping in on uh, SJ Plus Live. Hey, hey, Hello. welcome to Watching Thrones. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, Austin Singleton and uh, from Evansville. Hey, Austin. Hi. Howdy. Take, take us through it. What you got, Austin? You glad he's back? You, did you know he was coming back? Oh, yeah. we, uh, Me and my friends, we were all like, no, he's not dead at the end of last season. So we all, you know, knew it was coming. So that, that big, you know, uh, wake up moment was not really a shock to us. So. Or me. Were you guessing it was going to be Melisandre, or did you think it was going to be more like a oh, Morgan yeah, Ghost yeah. thing? I mean, oh. Yeah, at the end of last season, we were sitting there, like, you know, the red the red woman's not at the uh, at the wall for no reason. So we kind of. Uh, figured that that was going to happen there. Yep. Yeah, sometimes the answer that's most obvious is the answer. You know, <laughs> it, it's some, it needs, We can all get stuck in the prophecies and reading in the lines, and sometimes it's like, no, no, she's there for a reason. Uh, Austin, I want to ask you and the crew here, do, do, you, do you think the resurrection had anything to do with Melisandre, or maybe didn't? Maybe it, maybe it, it just happened in spite of her? Where, where do you think, uh, did she, was she really the one driving it? Well, I think so. But I, uh, I was expecting... Uh, maybe you know to be like put into the fire, uh, mm -hmm. sort of how they were going to resurrect, um, you know what Daenerys tried to do uh, in season two one or two with Caldrogo. Uh, oh, end of season one, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Ken, I don't get the other side of that question. Like, was he napping? Like, how did he come back without her? <laughs> uh, well, I, I, well, she's obviously in charge of it, but it's, but you know what I mean. Like, some people are saying that it, I've seen some tweets here. I got his one. body was kept cold for yeah, several Mike, Mike days. Mike, Mike Romeo's <laughs> tweeting in. He does. He doesn't think the resurrection had anything to do with Melisandre. I think that's stupid. Okay. Fair oh. point. <laughs> Fair wow. point. Right. I mean, it just goes against everything we saw on screen and know about the religion. And, like, I, I can't fathom what the other side of the argument is. He right. just woke up on his yeah. own. Like, I'm not really sure. Yeah, exactly. That, that's what I'm asking. Right. Because we have the Thoris of Mere backstory and we've right. seen the Lord of Light bring people back, I feel like that's a that's a fair play to assume that that's what happened well, here. Well, I like what you said where Thoris didn't believe it first. He's a known he drunk. Didn't. Yes. 
in the you know in the books he's a fat bald guy who you know doesn't have a beard he's got a flaming sword and a drinking yeah. problem and then he turns into what we see and and yeah. that's an excellent point I kind of forgot that he's he's saying I don't know how it happened I didn't believe so Melisandre certainly doesn't believe I guess maybe people suggesting that it was a power beyond her and then she just was it wasn't her work maybe she was a vessel for the work I don't well, know. and that's probably fair but I think in most religions you would see whoever the human vessel is saying I'm just a vessel for it it yeah. wasn't me um, so I think I think that that's maybe an issue more of semantics. Uh, But I feel like I'm the only person that is a Game of Thrones fan that didn't want John to come back. <laughs> really? I might be the only person. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm kind of on your side. Is explain. I that. love Jon Snow, but I love that the, that the prophecy was all BS and it was just well, something someone made I up. Well, one of the things I love about this series is they are not afraid to kill off major characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this says to me, oh, you know what? We're we're kind of being a, we're kind of being a baby now. It's got some plot armor well, on. But at a certain yeah. point, you gotta stop killing off main characters because it's like who's gonna be. Left. Like Rickon and a whole bunch of other characters that just got introduced in the last two seasons, and one of them is going to be on the throne. Like you got to have someone left. I don't know. I'm a big. I'm a, like I said before. I'm a big fan of the R plus L equals J theory. Mm-hmm. So in that in that way, I did hope that he comes back because that would fulfill that, and that would be awesome. But yeah, I, it's one of the things that I have loved about the the books from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm is that you just lose main characters that you thought were the entire driving point of the plot, and then the story needs to find a way to get your interest again, and I think that's what keeps it fresh. So, kind of resurrecting John, who I think most people would agree was kind of getting boring, little goody two-shoes, little mopey, (laughs) bringing him back, and now, granted, if they bring him back and it completely changes his character, that will be interesting interesting to see how he's back. Austin, you still on the line with us there? Yes. Yeah. Hey, Austin, uh, do you think John is a Zora High reborn? I'm going to put you on the spot. Yeah, I think so. Um, I, like the Trish said, I, I believe in that theory as well. So um, I'd like to see them further that. And so I'm glad that he's back, even though Trish said that she, she's not. <laughs> it's okay. it's I'm okay. halfway not. I'm halfway not. Austin, thanks so much for calling in. Um Guys, uh, another thing that happened uh, to set this up, I thought it was kind of interesting, is the Wildings coming back, what Dolores said, and taking over Castle Black. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of cool moment, yeah. That was awesome. Awesome Awesome moment. Yeah, Dolores Ed gets, uh, if not MVP of the Night's Watch, most improved. (laughs) Most improved play. (laughs) He's definitely good. He's gone from, like, goofy side character, actually cooler in the books, but he has really stepped it up. He saved their ass. He's got some great lines now. Um, And, man, him and and 1-1 teaming up, I just want to see that. It's a great moment. We've got the clip playing here now. they got the the wilding SWAT or the Night's Watch SWAT They're team trying to break down the door, door while the wildlings break down the other door, and then boom, boom! This great yeah, shot man. with one one coming in here. Gotta love a fight with a giant. That's yeah. Just Ooh, great the moment giant. there. Uh, Tormund's line to uh, to Alistair. Uh, Alistair yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. No one. Uh, they've held the castle black for thousands of years. Yeah, till you, buddy. Oh, I love I mean, it. For, for Night's Watchmen, who uh, you know they say have been fighting wildlings and are all gung ho about it. They're pretty reticent. They're kind of cautious about jumping in on that fight. The, yeah. But there's like there's, there's a, a there's giant. A giant. There, there's now like <laughs> 48 of them, and then we got yeah. the death. JT played that clip of the death. Yeah. I gotta say, it's one of my favorite deaths in all the Game of Thrones. Beauty <laughs> crow. <laughs> just. What'd you just do? It's like a mosquito bite. Yeah. Oh, Talk man. shit. Get hit. Oh, oh yes. Oh. 
and just slice <laughs> oh, the slide. Just flung to the so side. Yeah. I might drop my sword. Too. I probably would. Yeah, give it up. I that 100% that too. completely. Yeah. I'm switch. I'm a free folk now. At that point. <laughs> yeah. At that point, uh, which possibly sets up a battle with Ramsey. Maybe him going north. We'll talk about that there. Before we we and we can certainly going to talk more about Jon Snow coming back throughout this show. I'm sure, but. Um, any any thoughts on where this goes now with John back? How back is he? Mm-hmm. Are the wildlings like that we saw maybe preview next week if they think you're a god? Where do we think it goes from here, Spencer? Well, I don't want to uh, really cheat too much and look at the scenes from the next, but sure. clear, but clearly John is back and he's got the uh, devotion of the wildlings plus what's he has to have what's less left of the Night's Watch behind him at this at that point. point yeah. He's like a zombie, John. You don't want to cross a guy that can't die. <laughs> and he's got Davos uh, and he's got Melisandre. He's got everything he needs to. Uh, retake the North because, as we were uh, maybe mentioning, he's out of his Night's Watch vows now. Right. Um, you know, you you take them until you die. Yes. He's got a nice loophole yes. now. He yep. died. He came back. He doesn't have to join the Night's Watch yeah. anymore. He's on Tinder now. He's like, I can date. <laughs> he's swiping Aww, wife, left, right, up, and down. Yeah. And I don't he, know if he can have kids. You know, undead zombie sperm. Who knows? Yeah. But yeah. I don't think you're furthering the, the line there. <laughs> Someone check point. the science on undead yeah. zombie sperm. Hashtag. <laughs> You guys, Michelle, where do you think he's going to be going or where I, this is I agree going? with Spencer. It'll be interesting to see if his personality has changed uh, mm-hmm. based yeah. on this. You know, I mean, I can't imagine he's going to be too happy with all the rest of the, the Night's Watch coming mm-hmm. after him like that. You know, is he going to wreak immediate vengeance? Is he just yeah. going to be like, ah, just rot in the cells? You know, Ollie, Alistair, what's going to happen? Yeah, the showdown between him and Ollie is going to be interesting. Yeah. Like, what does Ollie oh. say at that point there? Oh, Ollie. Yeah. Trisha, Ollie what do you think about John? Horse. Where are we going with John now? Um, yeah, I mean, I kind of like the rest of everyone here. Just hope that he becomes more interesting now. Maybe he's a bigger risk taker. Maybe, you mm-hmm. know, I'm sure dying once and coming back would probably give you a bit more courage, I, <laughs> yeah. would, I would imagine. Um, but, yeah, I really just want to see him take charge and not not be the goody two shoes nice guy anymore yeah, like, I want to see him lose his mind and maybe like eat Ollie well and I feel like <laughs> maybe he could eat Ollie I don't, I don't know uh, but I, I don't know I feel like I feel like he's written more interestingly than he's been portrayed on the show Fair enough, and I yeah. would like to see some more of those moments come out and if this is the catalyst to do that and give an explanation for why they're all of a sudden making him more interesting I'm okay with that Okay. Yeah. I will say a tiny bit. I'm I'm a little disappointed we didn't get to see Davos do some sword fighting. Oh yeah. You said little... apologies for what you're about to see. see I didn't see that. Nothing, nothing, yeah. nothing happened. I was like, oh Tease. yeah. Apologies for teasing you for this long. <laughs> Screw you guys. I was waiting for Ghost to jump through the yeah. door. Yeah. 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 Break it down. He's gonna I guess mm. they're they're building up for that fight, I guess. Yeah. But I was kinda looking forward There's to it. There's been a com- couple mm-hmm. of non fights so far in the season, yeah. man. You're like we were waiting for something big to happen. Uh, guys, other amazing things. We got another call. Let's do another call right now. Talk to them about Jon Snow. Hello, welcome to Watching Thrones. Who's this? Where are you calling from? I am uh, Case from the Netherlands. Hello, Netherlands. Check in. Netherlands. Wow. What time is it there? And, uh, uh, it's. Uh, 20 past 10 right now. Oh, okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, what's on your mind? What do you think about Jon Snow coming back? Well, I was expecting it uh, ever since he died in the last season because he's one of the most favorite characters, I think. So mm-hmm. it was kind of logical. He turned. He come came back. I like that. Yeah. Uh, um, where do you think he's going to go? Where do you think they're, they're going to take this Jon Snow story? story? Is he going to be affected? Is he different? Is he a little touched, a little changed? I think he's going to be a little bit more cautious and a little less trustworthy now that uh, his own brothers betrayed him. So 
That's basically what I think about Jon Snow. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think he's just going to go totally apeshit crazy and screw all of you guys? I'm just going to kill whoever I want? Or do you think he's going to try to lead in some form still? He may take some revenge on some of uh, his brothers. <laughs> yes! I think he really hates them right now. Fair enough, yeah. If you get, you get shanked in the shower uh, several times, I might wake up from the death uh, yeah, right? with the score to settle. Oof. Thanks so much for calling in and, and joining us live from the Netherlands oh, out there. I had a question, oh. actually. Yeah, 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 go for it. Did it. Well, um, after, uh, besides Jon Snow uh, coming back, I was wondering, uh, like, Ramsey killed his dad. Yeah. yeah. And, mm -hmm. uh, after that happened, I saw a lot of people on social media hating on that guy because he's done some despicable things and I believe I'm the only one who actually likes his character. Wow, okay. <laughs> like probably are, yeah. Yeah, you're gonna have to explain yourself there. <laughs> I, I, I can get behind some real dark characters in the show, but I'm not quite uh, there with Ramsey. Is Ramsey's. it because he makes sure his dogs are really well fed? Like, are you an animal <laughs> lover? Is that what it's for? Well, the thing is, uh, he does really despicable things. I can't deny that. But the thing is, he kills uh, his dad, Bruce Bolton, which is a character that I hated ever since the Red Wedding. Mm -hmm. uh, he tortured Theon, who basically uh, betrayed the Starks. And I actually liked the Starks in when they were still alive. So sure. they also, like, <laughs> Fair. I wasn't bored okay. with him torturing Theon. I mean, he went a little bit too far, but I was like... It happens. A little too far. You know, yeah. his, his two-hour-old newborn brother. Yeah, I, just, I have heard some people kind of take sides with Ramsey in that Theon Reek scenario. Other stuff, maybe not so much. And also, his daddy never loved him. <laughs> so, you know, you have to factor that well, in, Well, his too. daddy loved him as of recent times. Yes. As of late. Very Until that recently. baby was born. There was that moment in, in uh, at the top of the of the hill in, in, in the north where Roos yeah. is like, this is all mine, and hey, you're my real son. The Lion King yeah. moment. Yeah, it was Everywhere the light touches is your kingdom. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, right. <laughs> well, we're going to be breaking down uh, the Ramsey uh, and uh, Roos stuff at a, at a little bit here, but thank you so much for the call and watching. Yeah, crazy person. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. There are other things and a lot of other things that happen in the show. Gracious. And I want to start back at the beginning where we get Bran and the Ghost of Christmas Past, <laughs> now Max von Sydow as the uh, three-eyed raven. And a great recasting in terms of an actor, but the look is not something I'm gravitating to yet. No. And I'm not just talking about book three-eyed raven. Mm -hmm. I just I kind of liked the old wizardly-looking guy the last Gandalf season. The Gandalf wannabe? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, someone brought up on Twitter, but who's giving them all haircuts? Uh, I guess it's their Everybody's little uh, helper nymph, but they're all pretty well shorn for living in a tree for a thousand years. There's like a spa underneath. There's a big <laughs> tree to be underneath. It. Those tree roots are great for the complexion. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, hey. I wasn't a huge fan of the uh, the Navi avatar. Let's just grab onto a tree branch and access all these memories thing. I'm like, sure. no, I want to see some trees growing through some people. Something. Yeah. Oh, okay. Come yeah, on, a little it. bit. Yeah. yeah, like yeah, the memory trees. You know that movie that everyone saw. Okay. <laughs> well, we get four more. <laughs> all right. So we get our first brand vision, which I think we know we're going to get a lot of this season. I've mm -hmm. not been a huge fan of the brand storyline, but I've always been a fan of the character and how he factors in. And I know you kind of feel the same way about the storyline, Spencer. Uh, yeah, you know, this kind of, it kind of clicked for me. Uh, was it all worth it getting there? No. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm kind of into brand now as a kind of, uh, as, a, as a living camera. 
that he can just, yeah. Yeah. he's the excuse. You know, most shows, we didn't really need all that. They could just say, 30 years earlier, but fine, that's fine. Now we have Bran to act as that person who can travel throughout time and space to just show us things and fill in some gaps. And that's, I'm exactly on the same page of you where I'm excited and where Bran himself factors into the end game. It's like, now that we're through some of the quote unquote boring stuff, I'm glad where we are. The vision. Mm-hmm. Michelle, Vision's Trisha, awesome. you like this vision? We're all book readers. We probably geeked that a little bit, yeah? Oh, I loved it. I'm so excited that we're finally getting into Brand's visions. <laughs> so we're going to actually get some answers here. And I uh, I've always, I actually really like Brand's storyline up until this point. Okay. Um, because I feel like him being a warg makes su- it gives so much interesting oversight to the Starks in general. So throughout yeah. each of the Stark storylines, that is heavily influenced by the fact that we know how Brand can use his powers and the powers he has. So that's always been interesting to me. But now we're really getting to see that come to fruition, and I think that that's incredible. Yeah. And this is the first time that we see, out not counting her uh, her tombstone uh, beneath the, there in the crypts, is right here. Liana! Liana Stark. <laughs> and uh, this is kind of a big moment. It's a character talked about, and it's a very important character. So we to think. actually see, we think, we hope, <laughs> we hope maybe, we in the action. We... Well, she started a war. She's like Helen of Troy for right. the she War of the Five Kings. Pretty much. Or no, before that one. Robert's well, Rebellion. Robert's uh, Rebellion. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Literally. Um, I, I, and then, of course, we'll, we'll we'll go into our Maester's lesson for the week <laughs> here in a second. But we, we also get a moment with uh, everyone's favorite uh, dumb stable boy. Hodor, um, that we... I like this moment, though, right there, where they thought, <laughs> we thought for a second they were talking to yeah. Bran, and then goes back and, <gasps> Hodor! As Willis. A, as a column on the show, <laughs> what are you talking about, Willis? Willis, in the books, Walder, but it's obviously too similar There's to too Walder many Frey. Yeah. Yeah. We have Does a lot of Walders. every Stark have the same haircut? Yes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's yes. The Stark mullet. It's Oasis 1995. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, Liam how many barbers long. do they have at Winterfell, it, you know? The, the, apparently they all went to the tree, so we got there. So we <laughs> Learn a little bit about Hodor, 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 Hodor. Um, that he has a name, he has a story. Not a surprise to some of us who may have uh, read that, but uh, it's kind of a cool reveal on the show, yeah? Yeah, it was a cool reveal. Um, I think I, we just need to call out Hodor for taking his acting up a notch for even more subtle variations on the word Hodor. Mm-hmm. When, uh, mm-hmm. when he was talking to Bran and like, oh, you had a name. Hodor, like you knew what he was saying this time, even more so than other episodes. So props. Do we use Game of Thrones as Groot? Yeah, yes. yeah. indeed. <laughs> At any point, we're we gonna get a reveal, a big reveal of what caused this. You think it's just think a kick so. to the head? No, I think it's I think it's a very important storyline we just haven't seen yet. I always liked even in the books, like just this kind of mystery surrounding Hodor and that he possibly has giant's blood and he's yeah. been around for a while and he's just you, you just don't know what caused this. Yeah, and he has what? family ties to mm-hmm. old Nan Trisha, mm-hmm. of course. That that means yeah. could mean some things even tied to Duncan Sir Duncan the Tall. It could mean this reveal meant a lot to me because up until this point I had really just thought I had just taken it at face value. He right. was kicked in the head and that's what made him and he's just a rather large fella. Right. You know, like, <laughs> just a nice large just, fella that says his name I, a lot. That's what I like. Oh, gosh. Not. And then, you know, the show starting to, starting to hint at a backstory makes me go, yeah. oh, that's important. Like oh, Michelle said, Lord. I'm like, oh, we should we should pay attention, friends. Something's there. We're gonna I feel like when a show only has like 23 episodes or however many left to go, anytime they actually put attention on a storyline, I'm like, oh, maybe this actually is important mm-hmm. and this is something to pay more attention to. Something unless it's Dorn. Unless, unless it's Dorn. Unless 
Crescent Storm. Well, they're, they're killing that pretty quickly. <laughs> and of course, as we mentioned in this vision, it's the first time we get to see Leanna Stark, who is uh, a very key, important figure. That opens up a lot of questions and a lot of information. So, Michelle, this week our Maester's lesson is on Leanna Stark and company. Yay! Because you get finally a little bit of backstory with the Starks. Obviously, Ned, the first main character, we're introduced to, and you do get to see a lot of really nice callbacks during Bran's vision, even just with Ned and Bran and Benjen kind of cupping his face and telling him to keep his shield up right there. It's a very nice callback to exactly what John does with Ollie. Uh, you also have just when Bran starts in, uh, it's not, I don't think it's a coincidence you see him in the exact same position that you used to see Ned Stark and Catelyn Tully. Uh, here you have uh, the three siblings, plus a nice little cameo from uh, Sir Roderick's Mutton Chops there in the background, yeah. who's yeah. very clumsily beheaded. Uh, but as far as the, the siblings are concerned, you're actually missing one. Uh, you are missing the oldest sibling, Brandon. Uh, there were four Stark children. There was Brandon, who was kind of the wild wolf. There was Ned Stark, who everyone knows and loves. Uh, then there was Lyanna, the kind of third the third sibling and the only daughter. And then you had Benjen, the little the little youngling there, who goes off to join the Night's Watch. We don't know why. But uh, you learn uh, eventually that Brandon is no longer around because when Rhaegar Targaryen kidnapped Lyanna, Brandon went down to King's Landing to make him answer for his crimes, instead found Aerys the Mad King, who kidnapped Brandon, held him hostage, demanded the, uh, the fathers come down to answer for the crime of like plotting treason against Rhaegar, and instead roasted the father alive over wildfire, uh, letting Brandon have a choke collar around his neck and trying to get to a sword to save his father and ending up choking himself to death. So there's a little bit of history, a little bit in between the Starks and the Targaryens. Uh, but Lyanna is very important. Uh, as Spencer said, she's sort of the Helen of Troy of Robert's Rebellion. Robert was in love with Lyanna. Uh, Robert, and they do actually mention Ned going to the Eyrie to be fostered. Uh, that is where Ned and Robert were actually together and grew up together. Together, uh, learned how to be brothers, and uh, Lyanna was supposed to marry Robert until Rhaegar decided differently, kidnapped her, and possibly went to a tower that is full of joy and possible the next theories. Yes, of R plus L <laughs> equals J was born. So there's a lot there to what we're seeing in that vision, in that flashback, and I think we're going to get a lot more Tower of Joy mm -hmm. possibly coming next week. So we're going to have more on that. Guys, I want to get on to another big plot point in mm -hmm. this thing there. Um, that is uh, the new Lord Bolton. We have ourselves a little power play by everyone's now favorite villain, Ramsey, or some of you, as I'm even seeing someone tweeting. And some Binge7, at Binge7, says, I'm shockingly also on board with Ramsey's character. I've stopped hating him and enjoy his dark push for power. There's a lot of crazies out there, Spencer, right? Yeah. Huh. I love it. Binge7, I like that. I like that. It's a bold decision. So uh, we got, as my friend Jessica says, uh, watching the show last night, Roos got Roost. Roos Bolton. Uh, I was shocked in that moment. This hug, they were hugging a little, they were talking too close. Did you think Roos killed Ramsey? Yes! yes. I 100% yes. thought he was on more pain on his face. Yes, yeah. where you were not sure who was stabbing whom, and it could have gone either way. Yeah. yeah and by the way, shout out to uh, Murder Done Right on Twitter for calling that uh, the baby Bolton and Roos Bolton were going to be killed next by Ramsey. Oh. Right. So, well done you, sir. So Ramsey makes a power play. They've got, uh, he's got the new Lord Karstark with him, which I actually think is an 
excellent little casting. It sounds just like uh, Rickon Karstark. It definitely, <laughs> I believe it's his son. Um, the Karstarks definitely seem like they're in on it, but do you think Ramsey was planning for this moment or it just popped into his crazy little head? Oh, I, think I don't think he has much foresight. He's yeah. just kind no. of uh, whatever's in front of me, I'm going to attack. Uh, he saw the threat. He saw there was a new healthy baby boy to take his place. Dad's not wearing chainmail this time. Uh, I'm going to take <laughs> right. my strike. I don't know. I think based on Karstark's lack of surprise reaction, I think that it was definitely planned. Planned in this, I, I, I think it is is something that he was like, hey, at one point I'm gonna kill my dad. Okay, cool, I'll be yep, there with you. Loves. And then he, and then Ramsey was like, ah, now seems good. <laughs> <laughs> just it's something. It's just it's just interesting. Again, you're you're talking about something that the gods absolutely abhor. Like Ruse actually had uh, an opportunity to kill Ramsey when he was a baby and didn't because right. kinslaying is such a bad thing. Like Ramsey's doing the thing even Ruse Bolton won't do. And look, Roos is one of those bad guys, but I also kind of see some of Roos's point of view. Again, I have maybe oh boy. a He's problem. old and gray. He's old <laughs> and gray. But now I'm kind of scared as a viewer who's in that story bubble because, believe it or not, he was kind of a voice of reason. Yeah, he was. He, he was the new Tywin Lannister. He was the Lannister. leash holding the dog. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He was playing the long game, and... I mean, I hope that the show has some explanation for this, but, like, is anyone really going to go along with Ramsey Bolton off to war? That's a fair question. Trisha? I, yeah, I, I think that there are some North Bannermen who just want power and want to be on the side that's winning. Winning is right. That's the right side. Um, I think the Starks are definitely that family, and we'll see which other Bannermen, Northern Bannermen, follow suit. But when it comes down to we've seen how awful Ramsey can be, do I want him against my family, or do I want to be on his side? It's just such a big pill to swallow of, of Ruth plus his wife plus the son all got poisoned in a kennel at the same time. <laughs> I kind of feel like anyone who is already with the Boltons, like, you know, after the whole slaying well, of the, the entire Bolton, real Stark sure, family, the Boltons, would still kind of be like, he eh, just whatever, got it's a new legitimized. Guy. He just became a legitimate right. bastard. But he, he's just the only one left. But so again, why not? Legitimate according to Roos, not in the Stark right. line. So the people who are the Northern Loyalists are still going to be looking out for a Stark to take over, which is why they needed Sansa. Mm -hmm. Right. Now that Sansa's gone, who's their allegiance to? Is, is the type of thing where you, if you align with Ramsey, you kind of know what you're getting. Yeah, exactly. That's this what, is what you got to expect. Yeah, the one who aligned with Roos is just like, oh, well, you're a murderous asshole, but, right. you know, okay, mm -hmm. so is your son. Cool, we'll just switch teams. Because the Karstarks I get joining up because they Rob killed his father. Mm -hmm. oh, that makes some sense. But, yeah, the other, the Manderleys, I don't think the Manderleys or the Umbers are joining, or at least on their own. We'll see. We'll, we'll see what we'll happens. Because yeah. we haven't gotten too much backstory with them yet. We don't, right. we don't know very much. Whatever it was, it was a bold move by Crazy Ramsey. Uh, and then killing his uh, uh, his uh, stepmother and uh, baby Bolton. And uh, quite a... Uh, we do have a, a clip of it. Oh, We're of course. Play oh, yeah. Yeah. Just, I do want to highlight you. this. Um, Why uh, let a dead baby did not go unseen? Anyone think for a second? <laughs> I didn't. I don't... Anyone think in this moment when she was like, please know that Ramsey would be like... Nah, okay, get on out of here. I really yeah. hoped. I really hoped. hoped. Yeah. I, I can't I can't go so far as to say I thought that that would happen, but I <laughs> hope. Look, I was just happy that he didn't kill the baby when he, she put him in his arms. I thought that was happening there. Yeah, I, I did too. Yeah, and it, screw the show for making us imagine him killing a baby instead of actually doing it, because now it's our fault, because we're the ones, the sickos, who are like, he's going to kill that baby. I'm just, I'm so glad they didn't show this. Yeah, for once, it was <laughs> Kind good. of surprised. On Twitter, yeah. using the hashtag Watching oh. Thrones, Maya Patton checks and says, Ramsey doesn't think ahead, he lives in the now, and he's too impulsive. So too maybe 
maybe oh, that's yeah. not a leader that inspires impulsive uh, nature might get him. Is he? Is he? Apparently wants to go attack the wall now. And, and he just, seems like he's losing it. Like his character, yes. he's yeah. not as he's not having as much fun as he used to when he was torturing and killing. His yeah, and he, you saw the look on his face. We thought he was the one dying because right. he's tortured now. There's a moment when he's when Waldo's being. Isn't that eaten. the worst torture of all? It's the torture that we give to ourselves. Oh boy, <laughs> who are you? Trust me, trust me, it is. Uh, we're gonna go to a call right now though and have them join the conversation. Uh, they're skyping in from uh, SJ Plus Live is the handle if you want to join the conversation. Hey, welcome to Watching Thrones. What up? Hey, how you doing? What's your name? Where are you calling from? I'm a bitch. You can call me Abby. I'm calling from England. England, the UK. Checking in. All right, where's your mind at? Where do you want to go? Where do you want to talk? Uh, I want you to talk about uh, what happened with Tyrion and Littlefinger yesterday. Can I ask about that? Tyrion and Littlefinger or or Tyrion and Varys? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Take us to that. Uh, Don't you guys think uh, he, Daenerys, will be mad? That Tyrion is messing with her dragons. I don't know. I think he, she will be. Hmm. I feel like she didn't want to chain them up in the first place, and the only real reason she did was because Drogon started killing Eating little children. kids. So, yeah. I mean, especially if being chained up is really hurting them, then I, I don't think she really would have chosen anything else. I'm sure she would try to, get, you know, get them out of their chains if she could. I mean, yeah, she might be mad, but the thing that they pointed out in the show is that Tyrion's the only one that knows shit about dragons. They should take his word for it, because he's probably the only person there that's read more than one book, and he he knows what to do with them. He knows how to raise them, how to train a dragon. I think if there's anger at first, because you're defying a queen's orders, who are you to take the reins, I do think that would be quickly squelched by then him imparting that knowledge to her of this is what dragons need to survive. You want your babies to survive, this is it. Yeah, Caller, what do you think? Um, I do think so, but at the same time, I feel like uh, maybe Tyrion, uh, the dragons might like Tyrion too much, and maybe more than Daenerys. <laughs> he knows just what to say. It's like, it's like when you, yeah, when you give your your dog over to someone to dog sit, and the dog doesn't want to leave their house. Like I get it, I get it. That's a good point. Well, good I have point. a question for you. Do you think that the dragons are actually free, or are they just simply unchained in that big pit? Can they just get out? I think they are free by now. I, I, after they left, I think they they are free now. You think they're just yeah. soaring over Marine? Possibly, yeah. And maybe yeah. maybe we just didn't have the budget to see them That's flying. That's what I'm yet. saying. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, like you said, uh, maybe they like Tyrion a little more than Mama. Maybe he might be riding right sooner or later. That's what I want to talk about next. And thank you so much for the call. Checking in live from England. That is great. I love when we get uh, viewers thank from you. Uh, all over the world here. Uh, let's talk about Tyrion. Mm-hmm. Dragons. Great scene. I still want to know why he at any point felt he could go talk to the dragons. <laughs> it's a leap of faith. To, well, he drinks and he knows things. He does. You know? And look, I believe he's a Targaryen. I'm wow, you're, 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 you're a birther. Really? I'm a tinfoil hat theory. <laughs> I, I, I'm 100% with you. Yeah. Show you're me tar- the birth certificate. You're I think a Targaryen truther. That's why yep. Tywin kept saying, you're no son of mine. Yeah, no. I agree. Absolutely no. thinks to Targaryen, but that still to me doesn't explain why he just sitting around him hey, and They're like you, right? Cool. I'm going to go. I'm going to go down. I fully expected her to lead him down the steps and then maybe like, all right, you're on your own, bro. But like, at least let the dragon see her to get a little bit yeah, of trust. He's a fanboy. He loves dragons. 
dragons. Yes. As a kid that grew up and loving dragons. Targaryens dream about dragons they from do. a very young they age. Do. I dream about dragons from a very young age. So. You well, also have I'm blood of the dragons. There's a reason I'm sitting far enough where you can't reach me. But that's a great, and a lot of people, I know our friends Kimber and Tom are tweeting in. Uh, Kimber saying she loved that scene. She actually got misty-eyed. I use the hashtag Watching Thrones, which if you're not, you can tweet in using that hashtag. Now, it was kind of a good scene because this, this Tyrion kind of like was you, Spencer, at the beginning of this. I don't believe in spiders and things oh, of yeah. that nature, but really he believed all Well, because his dreams, like mine, died a long time ago. But <laughs> here he is with physical proof that these things exist and he's it's like if we it's like if we just woke up on in Westeros we'd be like yeah. holy shit we're in Game of Thrones land let's like, go like I'm gonna die oh, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're all dead that be awesome it would be awesome I, I think Peter Dinklage kills it again mm-hmm. on the acting front here because even though you can tell that he's terrified his fascination and wonder shines through yeah. his yeah. terror yeah. and it was just subtle and brilliant and Peter Dinklage I love yeah. him and he you know he's so acting happy. against a PA holding a tennis <laughs> Exactly. Like, there's nothing there that he's touching, and yet you see the joy in his eyes. Yeah. That's a great so point. Great. Trisha deserves, uh, he's such a great actor. But because I did have that question, I, I still want to know why at any point, in this, locking myself in the story bubble, it just doesn't make sense to me, but the yeah. scene was the spectacular. The scene was amazing. But yeah, that's a lot of liquid courage. Yeah, yeah Tyrion, <laughs> Tyrion has enough balls for him, Varys, and Grey Worm combined. Like, yeah. holy crap, dude. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's key. It's going to factor in Tyrion the Targaryen. I'm telling you. I think I was all morning reading about the yep. prophecy of the three riders. Yep. And that's why I was late to work. <laughs> that's, um, the, that's the A plus J equals T theory. Right. Wow, so many letters. There's, yes. There's a lot of a letters in yes, theory. math okay. off of our show. <laughs> I had to remember who, yes, got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Lucas checks in on Twitter, says, he did admit, too, that it was a really dumb idea. That's true. He did say, <laughs> punch me in the face. <laughs> But if he's going to go out, death by dragon fire, maybe he's like, yeah, someone write a song about me. And then Ryan McKenna on Twitter, at McKenna19, says, I used to dismiss the theory that Tyrion is a Targaryen out of hand, but now I'm not so sure. Because he... Those dragons were like, hey, dude, what's up? Yeah. Even even if that's not the truth, it was a nice nod in that general direction. Yes. Right. Definitely appreciate it. feeding right. that theory, yeah. for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely, uh, Guys, let's go uh, to the Lannisters, the Sparrows, and all the things going on there. There was a lot going on there. First of all, we got to see Sir Robert Strong finally in mm. action. Frankenmountain, I do believe we have that clip, right? Of course Did you JT? do. Of course, I want to get the clip. If there's a head getting uh, smashed uh, in Westeros, we have a clip. That death was so good. <laughs> I think we're just slowly building up how terrifying Sir Robert yeah. Strong is for yes, one epic conclusion. We're building for it. For a reason. Robert for a Strong reason. smash. I'm looking at you, Ian McShane. I'm <laughs> looking at you. I think we know what's coming. So, fun <laughs> moment with Robert Strong. But that stuff, uh, I guess, setting up for stuff uh, mm-hmm, later. But mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Uh, we have two things going on in this kind of section of the story. we got Cersei holding on a frayed piece of her dress, I believe, and that mm-hmm. necklace. She's, she's kind of like, she's not the Cersei we all kind of came to know and love like me. Um, <laughs> but there's still something to her there. And I like the moment with Toman finally coming to her. And it's finally a king and a son going, hey, mom, help me. Well, do you think that she Oof. had given up on Tommen? Because she wasn't even looking at him. Do you think yes. she's already foregone conclusion, well, you're going to die? He so. wouldn't let her go to the funeral? He w- I, yes, I think so. 
I, okay. I I definitely saw that in her face when she gives him that hug. You can tell like she's still the mom. She still adores him, but there is all a look of defeat. Like yeah. she knows that he's gonna die at this point. Oh, during the hug because I think that she, at first when she wouldn't meet mm-hmm. his eyes, she was like, "You're dead to me." But then he's like, "No, there's still some hope that I'll become a maniac like you, mom." And then she's like, oh, "Okay, that's my boy. <laughs> Bring, Bring it, it up." Well, <laughs> I think she's excited that now she has some control back, but also yeah. also there's a look of defeat there. I think. No, I think, well, I think you're right. I think do I have that picture? Maybe I already put it up. I missed it, but the picture of her hugging uh, Tom. And I, I I, think it's a sweet moment. However, I'm with Spencer on this one. It's a sweet moment that Cersei's like, I can take advantage of. Yeah. <laughs> I have a king. Okay, I can work with this. Yeah. yeah. Cersei's Someone back. new to mold. Yeah, there's this there way. it is. Yeah. 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 She's kind of like, mm, this could work out well. Already kind of grabbing the back of his yeah. neck. I mean, she know. might already feel like, hey, he's going to die anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Prophecy. She believes that prophecy. So I better, I better ride this train for all it's worth right now. I got a king in my control. Well, and I feel like that also, the knowledge that he's going to die helped in the I can't be mad at him too long. Right. Exactly. Right. Absolutely. So uh, the other uh, part of the story there is, of course, uh, Jamie Lannister, the High Sparrow, the Faith Militant, mm-hmm. and this googly eyes. And I, I, I guess, the googly eyes, I guess Christine <laughs> finished the uh, painting. I guess he did. <laughs> I, guess I don't he know did. when, but Marcella's dead. We're in the funeral uh, this time. Luckily, no odd uh, forced sex happened in the Septa Baylor here. <laughs> Great uh, restraint. But, but um, Good. yeah, yeah. I mean, got, the High Sparrow is pretty sexy. Yeah, could have gone that way. You know, when he was selling cars in the nineties on commercials, <laughs> people he are was writing Fiction right now. You don't know what those sparrows were doing in the wings before they popped out. Right. They were just waiting. Yeah. Guys, I sometimes don't <laughs> like the high sparrow storyline. It's not it's 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 interesting, but a little slow, but I always love Jonathan Price. Yes. Yeah. And I love what he did in this scene here and kind of revealed his plan. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Said it. Yeah, it was the trailer. Overthrow we, an empire. We should be scared. Yeah, right. That's what that scene said, and I love that he had the gall to say it right to Jamie. <laughs> right. And that Jamie couldn't do anything. Ah, he couldn't. So good. And what do, you, do you think Jamie was right to say, "Hey, you know, how come you're not punishing me? I'm the other side of this." That was an awesome moment yeah. too. Why did the writers choose to do that? Are they pointing out that the faith is not the holy whatever, and maybe it's just all a political move? I, I, I think that's maybe what they were highlighting with that conversation. Uh, Jamie's the poster boy for kind of shades of gray morality. You right. like him, but he's done so many horrible things and the high sparrow is like the representative the comprom- uncompromising you're either good or you're bad and you got to get on the right side or the wrong side of the gods and he just lets him go though he doesn't say anything when he's like what about me he just kind of dismisses it and moves on to another topic <laughs> yeah they doesn't you? ever really answer that question he just sort of snaps his fingers and the rest of the faith militant just sort of show up i guess well, waiting yeah, in the wings. He, jamie ends a speech with pulling a knife so he's like yeah, oh it's just like okay oh, this is what discuss we're theology do this. later right. uh, gotta go gotta go i don't know i feel like if he now decides that jamie has to go on trial then that would be following through on that but i don't think he's going he's to i think this to. is hypocrisy within the faith there was an interesting like little thread of uh, you know I fear the father, the mother, and the warrior. And mm-hmm. someone went, oh well, that's Jamie, Cersei, and Robert Strong, maybe. Yeah, but I don't know. That might be a little too much shoehorning. But I thought that was an interesting oh, one. That's interesting. Maybe like, why did he choose the warrior? Why not the we Smith? Get, why not the Stranger? We get a lot of people tweeting in, like uh, Isaiah Lapierre saying, uh, "Does the High Spirit remind anyone else of Bernie Sanders?" Is yes. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> <let's see> <laughs> about that. A Michelle, I'm going to put you on the spot. Where do you think the High Sparrow storyline fits into the grand scheme? His I mean, power play. This, I still don't know. Even when he says, like, we're going to overthrow an empire, I'm like, cool. And then what? What do you? What exactly do you want on the throne? Do you want there to not be a throne? Do you want to be on the throne? Do right. you? It, it doesn't. He I wants still a theocracy. He wants a religious He wants government. a religious order. But 
Is there an example of that anywhere really in history? Catholicism. From this? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the you Pope. The he wants to be the Pope. He yeah. wants to be the Pope. Yeah. And be just, he's still just like the humble high sparrow with no shoes, but he has like this army behind him. It's just, I mean, it seems very anonymous. We are legion mm-hmm. type, type thing from him. So I, I just, I still don't know. It's good stuff. Uh, Danny, uh, Danny Ramone on Twitter checks and says, God, the high sparrow stuff is so terrifying. And in it's a weird terrifying. way. Yeah. yeah when I he agree. finally says we can take down an empire, you're like, Ooh, they, they could do it. Sure. I don't know why or how, but That's they could it do it. That's what scares me it's, about it. I have yeah. no idea where it's going. The common people are now also playing the Game of Thrones. Right. Yeah. That's right. what we've added in here. We do have another phone call. We're going to take this now and have someone check in on Watching Thrones live via Skype. Hey, welcome to Watching Thrones. Hey. Hi. You're on, man. What's Hi. your name? Where are you calling from? Hey. Yeah. Uh, my name is Kenneth. I'm calling from Denmark. Kenneth from Denmark, good name, Kenneth. That is my full name as well, sir. We are from the house, (laughs) Kenneth. Kenneth, what is on your mind? Well, uh, firstly, I just want to comment on the thing you were talking about with the Tommen. I actually think Tommen might uh, commit suicide this season. Whoa. Uh, Really? uh, That might jump out. From, yeah, he might jump out for the red key because, like, his wife has uh, been taken uh, as prisoners from the from the high sparrow, and he couldn't re- protect, you know, the queen. So, I think it would end up he might be committing suicide. So, you think okay. when he asks Cersei about like, teach me to be strong, he's gonna go in the exact opposite direction? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, well, I think because he, I think he's gonna realize that he he can't be like that because he's uh, too soft. Yeah. And also, like, we haven't seen that many suicides. Though. Maybe he does yeah. that when he finds out who his real dad is. Interesting. Maybe. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, he could, Cersei could teach him he could commit some horrible atrocity, and then I could totally see him say, like, this isn't Tonman. Tonman yeah. wouldn't do, do this. No. And then be, he finally you know, takes that essence of Nightshade from season two he was going to get. Yeah. Slowly yeah. gives it to Sir Pounce first. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then himself. Well, you've got to feel bad for Tonman because he's being tossed back and forth between so many manipulative people. It's got to get you to that. The I like that <laughs> I like that, too. Why is he so quick to kill the cats? (laughs) Uh, Kenneth, thanks for calling in. You have another question? Yeah, it was just, uh, what's uh, your favorite death on uh, Game of Thrones? My favorite death well, on Game of Thrones. You've argued for it before, yeah, right? Uh, yeah, I we've have had this argument. Uh, I did argue. Yeah. Uh, did argue for we that did death. For TV what, fights. What, what was my you did, uh, did crown you, of gold? Did you do, yes, yes, thank you, you did Viserys. Viserys' yeah. crown of crown of crown for king from season one. I just a satisfying death, no blood, in a, in a world of gore. That one was just different and stood out to me. Still does, Trisha. What's your favorite death? Oh, and I, I mean, Is I it said Sir it Pounces? before. No, it's, it's Ned's. <laughs> you have to come. Ned, yeah, yeah. Because I feel like it, it makes, well, it was the first moment that I think everyone thought, oh, this series is different. Sure. Um, and it set us up for everything else to come. So while as a fan of the Starks, I hated to see Ned go, as right. a reader who's looking for an awesome fantasy story, that was, that that was, was epic. It. See, she yeah. would have been on my team in yeah. TV fights. You, you, I argued <laughs> for the exact same death. <laughs> argued for Ned. But yeah. since, since Maude is not here to do it, I actually will, I'll go with Oberyn. I'll Oberyn? go with, I'll go with the head crushing of <laughs> that Oberyn. That one does carry a lot. That was pretty awesome. awesome. Spencer? I would pick the death of the Hound. Uh, I, love, I loved that moment of, of him dying like fucking kill me and then and then Arya just staring him down so yeah. it was such a great moment for both characters it was, yeah. it was absolutely one of the best fights on screen yeah, after yes. the great TV fight, fight. Mm-hmm. Kenneth uh, what is your favorite death well I actually really like the giant 
the sling to where he took the guy. Yeah, that was yes. awesome. Yes. The wall, the wall. Yes. <laughs> that poor guy was just trying to do his job, but 1-1 did not it like good. him. Kenneth, thank you so much for calling in from Denmark. We appreciate it. question about what we were talking about earlier, yeah. though. Is Robert Strong just killing people who jeered at Cersei one by one? Is he just going from so. person to person and murdering them? Anyone that like we, showed their wiener? We should go back and watch that Walk of Shame and start checking <laughs> off people. Yeah, I think so. I think he has his own good. list, like Arya, like this penis guy, that penis well, is guy. Is he just like roaming the city looking for people who are telling stories I feel about like Cersei? Cersei prob- just... probably told him, like, because he doesn't do anything without her saying so. Yeah. Like, find this guy, mm-hmm. find that guy, find yeah. the one that threw the bread, find the one that threw the rock. I, well, yeah. still, also, unless they recast him, not the same guy. Yeah. He could have just really? been telling a story. Yeah, mm. shockingly, that's what I pay attention to. Okay. Um, yeah, they, uh, yeah, it was a different guy, but he could have just been telling that story for the hell of it. He's, right. you know, he's lying about everything else. Just so. bragging. Okay. Just, he's like a YouTube well, commenter. I, I just, I wonder <laughs> if Sir Robert Strong is given the very simple directive of "You are Cersei's champion." Mm-hmm. It is your job to protect her honor, and he just goes with it. He goes to Kyburn, mm-hmm. or maybe he's just on his break. It's just like evil Brienne, basically. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. you have a purpose, yeah. you have a vision. This is what you're doing. Yeah. That's it. Um, uh, one final big segment I'm going to talk about that we kind of we got a lot more to talk about in the time remaining, but I do want to talk about a king's moot, a coming. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> king's moot. We're going back to the Greyjoys in one of my favorite scenes in the show because I'm a nerdy book reader, but it didn't. It confused a lot of other people I know who maybe haven't watched the show. And we get Balon coming back, mm-hmm. Daddy Greyjoy talking to uh, Yara, um, and the 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 best last words with your father. He says to her. Shut your mouth and obey, or I will make another heir who will. That's the last words you ever heard from my father. <laughs> well, riddance. and all I can think is he can still make an heir. That's what I thought. Too. I was like, wow, all right. Just, well just ain't unfair. Okay. Just ain't unfair sometimes. There was, a, there was a tiny moment I want to pay attention to just because when they're talking about, like, Yara's mm-hmm. trying to convince him not to go after the cities, and she says, you know, the last time that happened, they tore our towers down. You know, I lost two brothers. And then Balon's like, I lost three sons. I'm like, oh, so you lost Theon that day, too. You had written him off, like, Long years ago, ago. I, thought that, I thought that was a nice little yeah. nod we are, we are going to talk I, I liked that we're going to talk about the Stark Girls too as well here but uh, uh, guys the Greyjoy storyline we're all book readers here so we have a different mm-hmm. point of view on it but just from a show purpose if you can mm-hmm. you with it interested at all interested to see where it's going well I think they kind of waited a little too long to bring it back um, I think, I think everyone uh, on a show with enough characters already, uh, most people said, huh? Oh, wait, that guy. Oh, and they're introducing mm-hmm. new characters in that yeah. flashback. Maybe they could have eased us into it a little bit. I, I actually agree with that. Maybe season four at the at the earliest or latest. Or maybe. It, maybe instead of doing it earlier, which I agree, I think it would have been better earlier, maybe they wait till Theon gets back there mm-hmm. to give us all of yeah. that because then we're invested because of Theon. If Theon makes it back. If the, he makes it back. Question. He says he's going yeah. there. There was That'd a moment an and I had a... He was lost at sea. Five minute long <laughs> argument with a friend of mine about he thinks that home means Winterfell. And no. going back to Ramsey, I'm like, no, he's going to Pike. Oh, of yeah. that would be interesting. Right, as, a, as kind of like going back and taking on Ramsey as redemption. I'm like, that's mm. not what I read at all. But right. okay, okay, I mean, it's possible. Sure. We're all thinking he means he Pike, and maybe he ends up at Winterfell. He did but... say he wants a fate worse than execution. And yeah. so mm-hmm. while we interpret at home as being miserable there, yeah. I get, yeah, okay, maybe. 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 I still think it's Pike. There's but, some stuff there, but, but maybe. this all leads to uh, a scene once uh, Balon gets to the bridge uh, we book nerds were like <laughs> he learned nothing from the new Star Wars movie absolutely or Mortal do Kombat. not go out <laughs> yeah. don't go out yeah. on that or, bridge uh, 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 Temple, Temple of Doom he goes out there and we get to meet 
his long-lost brother, one of his brothers, whether Victorian and the damp hair show up in the show, we don't know. But this is, to those who are unsure, Euron Greyjoy. And it's tough to see in the dark. He is a younger brother. He is a pirate. He's a crow's eye. Uh, maybe he doesn't have a patch like a lot of people wanted in this, but uh, that's not the first uh, physical change the show has made to characters. Mm-hmm. He shows up. Kills his brother, and this is going to start a whole bunch of crap within the Greyjoy uh, and 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 uh, the Iron Islands. Were you sad that you lost another bitter old gray man? Kind of. <laughs> was he going to take Stannis' place? The I mean, he was pretty dark bitter. <laughs> On the bitter scale. He was, oh, was yeah. bitter goes. Balon's up there. <laughs> Balon's always bitter. The boy's kind of considered Balon a bit of an idiot. Like, if he had just kind of listened to uh, Yara and, and even Theon early on and not just been such an old cuss, he might have uh, got a little more power. Um, I like this scene because it explains something from the books that we never got explained or that we all kind of assumed it happened. Mm-hmm. So for me, as a nerd little moment, this was cool to see. You guys excited as well, or am I the Am I alone on this nerd tree? No, I had a moment thinking it was a nameless man or a faceless man yeah. to kill him, but mm. I was like, oh no, brother. Okay, cool. You're on. Got it. Curse yeah, on. I was like, yep, that's what I thought. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I'm seems like a fun little spice to add to the Iron Islands because these guys are so grim and what's dead may never die in the salt water, blah, 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 blah. That so is this guy's kind of, he's crazy. He's insane. Uh, he's yeah. insane and he's a feared pirate. That's I almost fun. expected him to like twirl his mustache before <laughs> he did it. <laughs> uh, I actually, I, I agree with you, Spencer. Like, uh, the Greyjoys are, are as, as great and sometimes bland as, as their land. And this is someone who's spicing it up. We're going to get a king's move. But also, this inspires our top three for today. Our top three list inspired from the show is top three death drops in Game of Thrones. And coming in at number three, one of my favorite deaths, too. It happened last season. It is the Kennel Master's daughter, Miranda. I like that one. That's yeah. a good one. Fallen. You can barely see her at the bottom there with a thunk. Yeah. <laughs> Very satisfying death from a somewhat uh, crazy, sympathetic yet still evil character. Number two is the one we saw. Balon Greyjoy does the big flippity-flop over his bridge and falls all the way down. A little bit like the Emperor, a little bit like Han Solo, but a lot dead. And number <laughs> one coming in this uh, for this list, the top three dro- death drops is oh, yeah. Eliza Aaron. Oh, Peter Baelish, remember him? Pushes her on out the moon the door. The crazy door. lady needs to fly. <laughs> Make the bad mom fly. No, no more breast milk for Robin. That is no. our top three for this week. And guys, I want to go on to the Stark girls. We haven't talked about them yet. Sansa getting caught up. Arya still mm-hmm. getting trained. Arya, we had a little brief moment with the waif. Is the waif Ciro Pharrell? The question still goes. Yeah, well, it just is kind of a testament to how little they gave us in that storyline this week. That yeah. That's all we have to speculate about. Is like, is this someone that we like better? Um, because this was just more stick fighting in that yeah. street where no one bats an eye at, uh, old, at a tiny blind girl being <laughs> yeah. beat with a stick. <laughs> what happens what, for the second week in a row? People in Bravo It happens all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so more of that. So her training is kind of not complete, but it's moved forward fast. And we have the clip here coming up. JT, go ahead and play that clip of Jagan Hagar showing back up. And guys, I ask you, I submit to the small council here. Is she really no one? Or is she just kind of faking it till she makes it because she wants to go home? She's faking it. She's faking it. She's got an agenda. She has a bit of Arya left. I think she is trying so hard to be no one. And right. I don't know that she's mastered it yet, which is why she's still in training. But I don't think that she—I don't think that she's secretly wanting to be Arya just to go back home. I do think that she's trying to be no one. Trying. She wants to be no one as a intermediate step for revenge. She's she wants to be no one so that she can learn these things, so that she can. Maybe get I would like to think that through this training process, she would let go of that. 
Right. Interesting. We'll see. I mean, I don't know. I think that's part of what she's grappling with. Yeah. I'm as curious a character. to know if she actually believes the rest of her family is dead or not. Uh, because she, I mean, as far as she knows, John's still alive and Sansa's still alive, mm-hmm. right? Right. But as far as she knows, everyone else is dead, or she just doesn't know at all. Doesn't know. Like, Lost I'm, in the wilderness, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'm just wondering, like, if she really believes most of the rest of her family is gone, it'd be easier for her to become no one. Yeah, because she was on the road a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, ravens get around. You learn. There's no Huffington Post, but there's yeah. like there's something. Yeah, there's like an old mendicant. Well, she yeah, overhears people. Yeah, she yeah. accessed Twitter moments. It yeah. was fun. You know, she learned. <laughs> Things happen. I just can't see her going full faceless man. It doesn't seem to fit into the story. So there's still got to be some way to pull her back I in. Think there is, and then she'll get sent on an assignment, and then it'll all come rushing back. Okay, yeah. and then it'll like sense memories that back. Could happen. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know. I foresee this really nice moment where she is is the faceless man and is going out and doing her assignments, and at one point encounters Sansa or encounters someone else, mm-hmm. and then the mm-hmm. face changes to Arya. Like that could be a really be cool, cool moment. Really cool. I'd pop for that moment. Do you think yeah. that was a little too? little of training out as a blind girl before they brought her back in. <laughs> yes. Like, yes, but I'm yes. okay with that. You know? uh, it does, it does yeah. seem in the next episode there's even more stick fighting. So apparently that's a big part yeah. of becoming an assassin is the bow staff. Yes. So it's all going to come well, down to the stick. And if we think about how slowly her story has moved in prior seasons, this could have been like five episodes of stick blind fighting out in the street. And I'm, I'm <laughs> with Ken that I'm, I'm glad that it's not. But it did feel weird since we're used to that. Exactly. <laughs> Just that, like I mean, they seem to kind of do something interesting last episode with her listening to all the voices around her and I was yeah. like oh she's mm-hmm. learning to like harness echo the force locate. Yeah. yeah exactly echo locate but stuff and we, this is turning into Daredevil and, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's Donatello mixed with Daredevil basically while, while Arya's getting beaten in the streets of Bravo Sansa's getting caught up from uh, Brienne and Pod and everything about what mm-hmm. happened weird moment though where Brienne says yeah I ran into uh, Arya with some dude like she's like yeah, yeah he was some guy not mentioning right. the hound at all mm-hmm. yeah, didn't want to worry her she's had yeah. a tough couple weeks well, I guess you're right. Maybe that was it. Maybe mm-hmm. that was but it. But does Brienne even know what the hound means to Sansa? I don't. Wait, that's how she, I thought yeah, of it. Is that, that she just well, that's doesn't what I'm asking. So that's your interpretation of it. Nah. Just that I I don't know how she would have known about that. That the hound mm-hmm. actually has uh, some history with Sansa. So that was the only thing that I could think of. And maybe she's just ashamed about the fact that the fight happened at all, right. and she left Arya alone out there and didn't mm-hmm. really want to tell Sansa maybe. that. Mm-hmm. But maybe. I don't know. Okay, fair enough. And guys, Maybe. I want to give you guys a little bit. If you want to Skype in for Trivia by Combat, you can start doing that now. If you want to compete yeah. with these questions, Trivia by Good Combat luck. is coming up. You can Skype in at SJ Plus Live <laughs> for that. One thing about this scene that I did have a kind of a problem with as we, as we close the breakdown of the show is Theon mm-hmm. leaving. Yeah. I didn't like this because this is an example where the show can change the books, and I'm happy. Uh, Euron's example, a lot of stuff in season two I like better than the books. This one, it reeks to me, pun intended, of a character <laughs> needing to be back to the point in the story where they need it to be, but they had taken him so far this way that now he's like, I'd love to go with you. Your brother's probably mad at me. Peace out. I'm going home. This was the biggest WTF moment for me of the right. entire show. Right. Like, murders, whatever, aside, this was the moment that I went, really? But that's what they're doing with that. Um, yeah, I just, I, I didn't see it coming, and I, I don't necessarily want to say that that's because of bad storytelling and it not no. feeling like it led up to that, but it was definitely a surprise. Yeah. Well, if Theon is really Theon again, if he's no longer Reek, he's Theon Greyjoy, he's come back to his old self, and he's going to go back to his old home. Uh, he's He was struggling with his identity even before mm-hmm. he became Reek, so yeah. if he's really at peace with himself, maybe this is where he belongs. But I'm trying to justify a pretty rough story. Moment. It was a bit yeah. of a jump. Yeah. 
Story, it's okay. Story I mean, it's okay. We need it, but it, it was the things like, oh, they need him to be back probably yeah. X Y Z spot. Kids, King's Moot thing. Yeah. Don't know be there. Or, or, or I, th- I think it's Winterfell. He'll be there. But but either either or, it just he's like, yeah. Oh, by the way, I, I'm out, and it just. It took me out of the story a little bit. I like you. WTF moment mm-hmm. for me. Of all yeah. the things. He's like the number one suicide candidate. Like, the fact that he would want to go put effort into anything after what he's been right. through. I right. think the first opportunity, he's taken a job. It did just seem really strange to be, like, just immediately abandoning these two people that saved you and this kick-ass woman warrior and her kind of okay sidekick. You know, like, <laughs> that they're the only ones that are kind of keeping you safe right now. But, yeah, I'm going to abandon you and go right. and take a horse well, and go you, off on my own. You felt like up until this point his motivation was, I need to do right by the Starks. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to make up for what I did by doing right by the Starks. And then he right. just kind of drops that. And then also, what does that mean for the King's moot? Yeah, right. exactly. Right. Well, actually, yeah. that that kind of now that actually makes more sense to me mm. is maybe she, this this is seen to him like I've done all I can. I'm mm. going to pass Sansa off to someone who can obviously take much better care of her than I can. And now it's time for me to go die at home. I guess. Yeah, and Probably. I kind of feel like he says that to her when he's yeah. like, "I They're would have died to get you there," and all that kind of stuff. Right. So ma- yeah, now maybe that that's it. Maybe it's a handoff. Like, yeah, kind of like <laughs> my my journey is done. I yeah. can go home now. I guess wherever home Definitely is for him. It was an interesting moment. We'll talk about what's coming up next week in a bit. We do want to uh, before we go to trivia by combat, we're going to go to ultimate power moves because I felt there were there was a lot in the show. I'll put them out there, and I want you guys to help me decide what is the ultimate power move of the week. We have. High Sparrow stating his goal, saying, hey, we're going to team together. We're going to all kind of come back and uh, we're all poor, but we're going to overthrow this empire. The Wildlings and Ed take Castle Black. Interesting. They got a castle now. Tyrion (laughs) tames his dragons. And Ramsay becomes Lord Bolton, and Euron kills Balon, which might seem small now, but it opens up a lot of possibilities in the Greyjoy storyline and with uh, the Iron Irons itself, Iron Islands itself. What do you guys pick for your power move of the week? We're not going to mention Melisandre bringing Jon back from the dead. Pretty powerful. As a power, as a power move. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. I wasn't I'm just going to throw that in, in the mix there. Political wranglings. Okay. Uh, I think that's... Do, are we talking political But if power that's your moves? choice, that's okay. your choice. It's open to interpretation. You yeah, know, the easy okay. choice is one one smashing a, a nightwatch <laughs> his brains out on the wall. Uh, I'll pick a, a little finger. I'll pick a dark horse candidate Ooh, because wow. in all of this going on, no one has even whispered his name. He no. has not made a single appearance. And mm-hmm. talk about some chaos. I see a ladder descending from the sky. I mean, is he just hanging out about. with Robin Aaron Exa- right now? Who knows? <laughs> and that's exactly where he wants to be. The most power is, at this point, not to be seen. I like that answer. Ooh, Sneaky, right? but I like it. Sneaky, Sneaky like little finger. Yeah. Trisha? I I was thinking about this earlier, and I'm I'm between Ramsey and the High Sparrow. Mm-hmm. I think both make fantastic moves this week. They're going to have a lot of impl- uh, political implications down the line. Right, it's a tough call. One's kind of a calculated, and one's kind of crazy. But they both could be just as important. <laughs> yeah, they're, I think they're both going to be very important in where the story is going next. Right. Just my guess. But. Absolutely, Michelle, you sticking with the Red Woman? I'm sticking with the Red Woman. I mean, power move of bringing someone back from the dead to. In hey. theory, lead the Night's Watch and the Wildlings again. It's like that's t- that's powerful to me. It's our top story of the week, so that would make some sense. So yeah. it would be. The power <laughs> I guess of if you want to talk political, it could be Davos getting Melisandre to oh, bring okay. it back for the dead. Like we'll, go, we'll go with that. I like that. Uh, Lawn in the booth. We got anyone ready for trivia by combat? Let's do yeah. it. Let's hit that JT. Trivia by combat. It's pretty simple. We're going to give you three questions. You have to answer all three to get a Screen Junkies t-shirt. At any point, you could declare a champion, and any one of these three people here could take over for you the rest of the way. So who is online? Who is our contestant in this Trivia by Combat today? 
Hey. I'm calling from Spain. Spain. Hi. Hello. What's your name again? Uh oh. Can you hear us? Uh, John. John, John right. from Spain. All yes, right, John. JJ Abrams with that lens flare. Yeah. <laughs> yes, John. Are, are, you, are you ready for some trivia by combat? Yep. Okay, here we go. Uh, let's see. Let's see. This was mentioned in this week's show. The final dragons born to last Targaryen kings are about the size of what animal? Okay. You got it. You got it. You moved on. Okay, medium. Now, I'm going to read the question. After you read the question, if you don't feel you have it, you can declare a champion. Okay, you got that, John? Yeah, I understand. Okay, thank you. Uh, what house loyal to the Starks do Mira, who is still north of the wall with Bran and Jojen, belong to? What is their family name? Uh, Reed. You yes! got it. Yes! Nice. All right. The final question, John. Uh, maybe you might not need that champion. Can you name five of the seven gods worshipped by the sparrows and a lot of the other people, the new gods? Uh, the father, the mm. mother, the unknown, the warrior. Okay. And the... Oh. Yeah, I know it in Spanish, but I don't know it. Okay, oh. say it, say it. Well, maybe we'll... His name for that. Uh, El Herrero. Okay. Is the craftsman or something like that. I'll take yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. The, Smith. the Smith. The Smith. I'll the take Smith. it. <laughs> All right. You know what? I'll I'm gonna it. I'm gonna give it to John. I'll, I'll, I'll give it. He got unknown as the stranger. Yeah. Well, that's a translation yeah. thing too, possibly. That's a yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I'll totally take that. John, you won. You yeah. won. You're the champion. You won trivia yeah. by combat. <laughs> So, John, John, uh, stand on, John, what did you think about this week's episode of Game of Thrones? You happy John's, John Snow's back? What did you think? I'm really happy John Snow's back. I will hope they will also resurrect all my other favorite characters. <laughs> Bring them all back. Yeah. Well, hey, Sir Pounce is still alive. Maybe he'll come back. John, uh, if we haven't got your information, John, stay in the line or reach out to us on Screen Junkies on Facebook. So we can get the proper information to send you a Screen Junkie shirt. He won trivia by yes. Combat. Our death count for today as we uh, start to wrap up and see what we learned with Spencer. Our death count, we got to say goodbye to these key characters. Balon Greyjoy, mm -hmm. the king of the Iron Islands. Uh, well, and Bruce Bolton. Bolton. Yep, too. He went the way of the uh, of Roos. He got uh, his own uh, his own. Uh, Rob death. Stark sends his regards. Balon dies, and of course, Walda Bolton and Baby Bolton oh. in oh. a tough loss. Yeah, we didn't talk about what the phrase are going to be up to now. You got to yeah. wonder we'll if the phrase is going to be a little mad. Bummer. If it matters that the phrase are mad, but hey, yeah. that uh, some I I hated that. It, Came at the expense of an innocent baby, but a little fray karma coming back in the way. Guys, it's been a great episode, but there's always things we learn every week, and Spencer Gilbert is here to tell us <laughs> what we learned. Something incredibly stupid, but here we go. So what we learned today is, uh, as discussed, Tyrion does two things. He drinks and he knows things. And as we learned from the trivia, uh, dragons, if kept chained up, can become as small as cats. And I say, why stop there? Uh, we uh, nothing could make the people of Essos and Westeros more happy than their own personal tiny dragon baby. Instead of raining oh. fire and death from above with these big old dragons of Daenerys, let's get these little itsy bitsy dragons that everyone can enjoy. Toy dragons. Toy dragons for everyone. <laughs> yes. Furthermore, this is the uh, what solidified my fan theory that Game of Thrones, especially all the Essos plot meandering, is a prequel. 
to Mulan, to Disney's Mulan, <laughs> where these dragons will one day become Eddie Murphy's character Mushu, bringing together the Game of Thrones and Disney universe. I think we can all agree that's what we learned today. Wow. It is a yes. connected universe. That's what we learned. Hey, next week we got Tower of Joy. Yes! Oh my God! John is oh a my god. god. Oh my God, I'm We're going to reconnect Maybe? with Daenerys. Trisha, we didn't even see Daenerys no, this week. No, we didn't. You excited no. for that? I, of course I'm excited okay. for that. No Sam and Giller. Sam and Giller. I'm excited Little for finger. Daenerys because I'm like, okay, let's get this Dothraki thing done so we can get back to Marine. We'll see. Fair and enough. maybe get over to Westeros. Maybe. Maybe. At some point. <laughs> maybe. Guys, Never. it was a long episode because there's so much to talk about. We are getting, you definitely get the sense that the showrunners are saying things are wrapping up. Yep. And Not characters that don't mind, we are getting down next season seven we hear, season eight, six episodes, maybe. We have got to cut the chafe and get to it. Guys, we get to enjoy some Game of Thrones yes. beer yes. after this. Why is it all on your uh, side of the table? Uh, the Omi uh, Gang Brewery has provided this. We want to thank them. We're going to have some Game yeah. of Thrones beer after. Yes. What is this year's, uh, I get this every year, well, it is the seven Seven, Seven Kingdoms. Kingdoms, Hoppy White Ale. Nice. That's what we're gonna do, guys. We also want to yeah. thank uh, Dark Horse and Things from Another World for these nice toys, including a, the Crown of Baratheon, the Tommen and Joffrey uh, Crown. Uh, we got a lot of things there. Special thanks to Lon Harris for the research and the writing that he does each week. Ryan Elliott for making us look pretty, and JTE <laughs> and Trisha Hirschberger for joining the yes, crew. Now, thank you for having me, guys. Well, absolutely, this is awesome. a lot more to come. Where can they find you and your adventures? Oh, you can find me on Twitter at that girl Trish with no I in the girl, so it's that girl Trish. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> and then that will lead you to all the other awesome all the other stuff adventures. that I'm doing. <laughs> Michelle Boyd, thanks again for your maester's lesson and guiding us through everything as you do. Where can they find you? I do try. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, all at, at Michelle Boyd with one L. I, I have the L. I have the missing L. It's, a, it's an eye that's missing. Just uh, kidding. Never going to totally redo She that. has the eye, We're going to reshoot that whole thing, guys. <laughs> Pop them I haven't even bit. started drinking yet. <laughs> Spencer Gilbert, other than Doesn't Hold Up, Honest Trailers, which is our big hit every week that you are leading the charge on there. Uh, where can uh, people find you and send you invites to magic class? Oh, well, uh, at Spencer J. Gilbert on Twitter and on LiveJournal for my Game of Thrones Mulan slash fiction. Absolutely <laughs> gets weird. I'm getting Absock across all social media platforms. And you can continue the conversation all week by using the hashtag Watching Thrones and carry the conversation. Guys, there's things we probably forgot. There's things we didn't get to, things you didn't agree with, things you agreed with full-heartedly. Let us know all during the week. This is an ongoing conversation. We'll be here live every Monday, 1 p.m. Uh, Pacific time on Screen Junkies Plus. And don't forget, we are also a podcast available on iTunes, SoundCloud, mm-hmm. Spotify, and Stitcher. If you're on iTunes, do us that favor of rating and reviewing so we can grow in power. Guys, full episode. We'll see you next week for Watching Thrones. Perfect. Bye. Bye.